I just marvel at how the Spirit of God works uh, because I just want to just hop on and tag. Uh, we're still kingdom-focused church, but I just want to hop on and tag this text this morning on that uh, how, how to survive Harvey. Amen. I want to tell you, I got a member live streaming in Philadelphia how you can survive Harvey. And as Sister Williams singing that song, I said, look at the spirit works. Amen. Amen. How you can survive Harvey. It's right here in the text. I'm going to preach from... uh, because Harvey could be a hurricane, and Harvey could be your husband, or it could be a Harriet. Amen. Harvey can be a lot of things. It can be death of a loved one, it can be divorce, it can be debt, it can be desertion. It can be disease, uh, but I want to let you know how to survive Harvey. Amen. It's just Houston and Beaumont this month. We don't know. Um, Had a member call me, text me last evening. Her father died yesterday evening. That's another Harvey. Remember having surgery. That's that's another harm. How do we survive, huh? Without going crazy. It's right here. It's in the in the Bible. I want to just lift up briefly here this morning from Job. President Trump would call it Jobs, but but we it's it's, it's Job, <laughs> chapter one. And verses 20 through 22, just give you an outline, because when you look around and see empty seats in the church, somebody didn't survive. They didn't have the formula, because Harvey will make you hard. Hard Harvey will make you not believe. Thank you, Sister Walker, for saying our condition may change, but not our confession. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be listening. I listen. That's right. And if you don't, if you got to understand, that's why some folks used to shout, but Harvey came through. And uh, the Negro walked out on you and left you. And instead of being happy, now you hard. Because you didn't understand how to survive Harvey. Right here, just these three verses, we get it. Job, let's read it out loud. I'm reading from uh, the King James Version of the Bible. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, let's read out loud. Whatever translation you have, let's read out loud. Job chapter 1, uh, verses 20 through 22. All right, let's read. All right. Then Job arose and tore his mantle, shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, 
and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sin not, not charge God foolishly. Amen. The grass withereth, and the flower fade away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. How to survive Harvey. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Do you want to know? Amen. Do you want to know how, how to survive Harvey? Amen. I mean, and uh, Harvey just pops up. Sometime with a warning and sometime with no warning. Harvey just pops up. Harvey can gain strength. And when it come ashore, Harvey can be ruthless. I'm not going to go through the statistics of the loss of life and homes because they are still counting. And the true value of how much a loss it won't be known for a time to come. But this morning, I want to just help you so we can help our brothers and sisters. That's why I had everybody stand who were from Houston. And then I had everybody stand who had family in Houston. So then that we now can become a committee of exhortation to exhort our brothers and sisters who are now dealing with the aftermath of Harvey. Have you ever lost everything? I mean, uh, I mean, have you ever just lost everything? Or have you had to say goodbye to a loved one? Have you ever had the doctor to tell you that it is cancer? Have you ever been given a summons on your job that the person you love is leaving? That's a Harvey. And a Harvey will either make you uh, stronger, a Harvey will make you bitter. There are some bitter people. There are some bitter people because you went through your Harvey and uh, nobody told you uh, that Harvey was coming. Nobody told you how to react and you went through Harvey and then good church folk came along told you you shouldn't cry good church folk came along told you that you shouldn't be upset and quoted a lot of scriptures to you and now sometimes you don't want to hear nobody quote no scriptures now sometimes well amen don't, don't roll up on me when the doctor told me my baby is dead talking about Romans 8 20. I don't need to hear that don't amen Got all these cheering by this fella, and he done walked off. Don't roll up to me. I got five little bit of cheering, and I'm the divorcee. You talking about all things work. To, it might, but I don't need to hear it right now. That's don't. <laughs> well, amen, amen. Your mama and your daddy is here, and then you're going to tell me at the, my mama's funeral, don't cry. How do we survive? And it's fascinating how that sometimes it takes uh, a catastrophic 
events to get people together. Because if you notice, last week, uh, uh, when the president was here at first, he didn't hold up no Confederate flag. <laughs> he held up a Texas flag. Because, because suffering and challenges bring us together. In Houston, there were white people helping black folk in the boat. And black folk helping white people out of trucks. Because in a time of calamity, we forget all that silly stuff. That's why we used, to have a, we used to have a very low divorce rate. Because when you're broke, you can't afford no divorce. So you just have to just put up with it. <laughs> it's just when we start doing better with you, that, that, we, that we start acting arrogant and independent. Uh, but notice how nobody fussing, nobody, everybody trying to survive. Right here in this text. I'm going to give you something. Because first of all, in order to survive Harvey, first of all, you must have, and you got to read all this because I'm not going to take on the time this morning and read, but I want to lay it out here for you. Uh, you must have, if you're going to survive Harvey, the first thing you got to have, you must have a personal relationship with God. You must be saved. Amen. Amen. Job chapter 1. Verses 1 through 5. Job was an upright man and shewed evil. He had a personal relationship with God. Perfect means he was not perfect uh, 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 flesh-wise, but he was perfect positionally in our walk with the Lord. This flesh ain't going to never be in the good until we die and get new bodies but Job had a relationship. He, he, he feared God. He, he perfect upright, which means he had been discipled as a believer. Uh, he eschewed evil. He stayed away from evil places and evil people. See, see you can't choose your family, but you can sure choose your friends. And while some of y'all struggling this morning, you keep hanging out with these old evil, ungodly folk. Got one or two, got one or two claps. Amen. That's all right. Amen. Amen. That's your problem. Amen. That's, that's your struggle. You still hanging out with folk who's smoking dope. You still hanging out with folk who trying to get you to go to the club. Come on. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Come on. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Come on. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Well, ain't nothing wrong with it. Why you got to keep trying to convince me to come? <laughs> You'll never make it. You will never make it hanging out with people who are still doing what you're trying to get delivered from. <laughs> Amen. You, you won't make it. I know you don't want to lose your ace, boom, coons, uh, uh, but, uh, but, but you won't make it. You won't, you won't make it a sundown. Amen. Hanging out. I was trained as a school teacher and I can't stand when people. Think about my first church, we had just two mics and a 40 and a 35 amp David amplifier. I had a musician could play in just one key. Anyway, we've come a long ways. Amen. Got it? Yeah, is that better? Is that better? See, 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 you can't make it 
Is that, is that better? Sound weirder. Amen. Boy, what's weirder? All right. Give me another mic. See, we got several mics. I, I may be all day just trying to get a good mic. Amen. See, we were, we were going to have Lord's Supper, but, uh, but <laughs> Pastor couldn't get the mic right. Amen. See, amen. Give me, give me some. Uh, I was looking for my drummer. Drummer, come give me some getting the mic right music till we get it right. So we always, I mean, I used to just sitting around. I mean, he, Come on, give me some, give me some, some getting it mic right, right music. Hear that? Just lay it down. Just lay it down. Just give me something. Just give me something a little smooth. Yeah, give me something a little. That's a little heavy. That's a little heavy. That's a little heavy for getting the mic right because you forgot about the mic. All right. All right, children. Amen. All right. Amen. Is Mike right yet? All right, just amen, just amen. Just taking a break. Live screamer, just hang in there. We'll be right back with you. Amen. Amen. I still got my point. What was the point I was talking about? You're not gonna make it. Still hanging around with the folk that used to do what you're trying to be delivered. That's a good point right there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And you're not going to make it. When I got saved 45 years ago, I had to tell my ace coon booms, bye. Yeah, man. Guys, I played ball with, man. Yeah. We ran together. We did everything yeah. together. Yes, sir. You know that when they say everything, yes, sir. you fill in the blank. Everything. Do you, anybody you have some ace boom coon that you did everything together? Uh-huh, yeah. And, and when you got saved, you had to tell them bye. We'll get it. I'm going to get this first point, Cronko. That was wrong with some of y'all. See, you still hang out with, with potheads and you trying to get delivered from it. You still going to clubs, drinking. You sitting there. You wasn't gonna drink. Have you ever gone out to eat with somebody you wasn't you wasn't going to eat, and they brought out the appetizer, and you said, "Well, I'm not gonna." But <laughs> you know, just just give me one of them, Amen. I'm just, <laughs> and then before long, you said, "Bring me the menu." <laughs> you can't do it. Job is sure and evil. He stayed away from it. We cannot, we cannot be away from the word. That's what Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 about, about you can't leave the world, but you have to choose what we do and who we do it with. Amen. I can love you, but I don't have to do what you're doing to love you. See, Because what you are doing is not conducive to my spiritual growth. So I'm going to have to say bye. I'll see you when I see you. Now if I see you, I'm going to still talk to you. I'm not going to walk by and act like I don't see you. Amen. I'm not going to be rude. That's being rude. That's not being Christian. That's being rude. But, I, but don't expect to see me at the spot anymore. I'm not coming back to the devil's dens anymore. Because I cannot survive and grow as a believer 
still hanging out in the hog pen. See, I can't. Well, bless his name. Amen. And Job issue, he stayed away from it. I couldn't choose my family, but I can sure choose my friends. And I don't hang around folk who don't like the Lord, all that kind of foolishness. I'm a member of Mount Zion. I don't hang out with folk who don't like my pastor because I'm going to say something because I'm being sanctified. See, I, and you say something wrong about somebody that I respect, then I'm going to have to say something to you. See, And some of you keep hanging out with these folk. Well, hang on with them. You won't grow. Amen. And you got to get away from evil. Stay away from evil. And I got one of my friends called me. She's in Vegas this week. Last week. Well, you ain't going to never make it. <laughs> well, bless his name. You going to Sin City <laughs> and expect to have a testimony? <laughs> You're going to get your salt wet. Because nobody can eat just one. So, so first of all, I got real quiet. Because right? see, some of y'all trying to straddle the fence. Either you're with him or you're not. And Job ensured evil. He stayed away from evil places and evil people. Then secondly, Job verses 6 through 19, you read it. The reality of the devil. See, Some of y'all have matriculated in higher academia and you don't believe in a real devil. Let me tell you, the devil is real. And the devil is at church. The devil try to keep you from coming. And since you're here, the devil will use every way he can to keep you from hearing the word. Sometimes I think about just jamming all the, the, the cell phone systems in this church. So, because see, time to get time for the word. Some of y'all head on your phone. And you're not texting the message. You just, somebody texting you. Just trying. you missing all this good word. And you... Somebody ain't talking about nothing. Where you going to go for lunch? Same place I've been going 20 years after. Say, Papa Do's, you know. <laughs> and you miss a solid word from the Lord. See, the devil. See, when you read this text, Satan, the angels, the sons of God, the angels of God showed up in heaven. And guess who was there? The devil. And the, and the angels didn't recognize the devil. God recognized. Hey, Satan, what are you doing here? Satan is not omnipotent like God is. I'm not present. So he has to employ his demon spirits to do his dirty work. And behind every sin, there is a demon spirit. Now, and I don't believe that demons behind every stump. But every sin, that's demonic activity. Hatred is demonic activity. Alcoholism, uh, uh, fornication, lying, see, all sin, there is demonic activity behind that sin. That's why you can't stop it on your own. Satan was there. Satan, no God is real. He's just trying to keep trying to convince us he's not. He know heaven is real because he's been there. And God asked the devil, the devil have access to heaven, but, but, but not, uh, uh, he cannot cohabitate there. Come, and he comes every time the doors open. Don't come to church expecting everybody to be here saved. 
you go, the devil comes. He got, he got the clubs. He come here. He mess with you trying to get here. And once you get here, if you ain't careful, that folk get on your nerve. You trying to listen. They talking. What do you think? What do you think? About, what do you think she got that dress? I don't know. You said, well, you mind shutting up? I'm trying to listen. Will you? Because you got somebody always got some comment. You trying to listen, you know, to what God is saying through the man of God. And the devil trying to distract you. Because Satan knows the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign and he is in control. Satan, he's accuser of the brethren. Revelations chapter 12, verse 10. He accused the brethren. And Satan is there. He's there. Don't, don't fool yourself. These smart folk, they try to ignore, but the devil is real. And he's trying, he come for one purpose to steal to kill and to destroy. This past Saturday, uh, Saturday before last, I did a workshop at the Greater Middle Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, where I preached last Sunday. They celebrated 186 years. And there was one couple there who had been married 54 years, and I told them, the devil will mess you up. I don't care how long you've been saved. The devil don't care nothing about you or me. The same devil trying to destroy me is trying to destroy you. And the only thing you got is the word of God. You sit around trying to be cute. You sit around trying to be all sedated and all that stuff. Like you trying to impress somebody. You better open your big mouth. Because see, let me tell you, those ten lepers, if you don't open your mouth, you won't get a miracle. There's a miracle in your mouth. Jesus, have mercy. And that devil is real. He's defeated, but he's real. Don't fool yourself. All this craziness going on, that's the devil. People hate one another. Yes, I'm going to hate somebody because their skin is a little lighter than mine. That's demonic. The devil is a liar. And he comes. See, Amen. You talk to some of the people who used to go to church. What happened to them? Used to be faithful members. Got up, I got a preacher. I know he don't call me until he get drunk. <laughs> well, that bless my. <laughs> he don't, don't call me. Wanna don't call me until he get drunk. Wanna argue of scripture. <laughs> the devil don't care who you are. Doesn't care how long you've been in the church. He wants to destroy you. That's who came after Job. The same devil came after Job. But in this we see God is sovereign. Uh, Satan had to get permission from God. And whatever happens to a Christian happened through the permissive will of God. Until you read all of this and he had to get God said you can touch everything but you can't touch his, his soul. God gave him permissive will to Tempt Job. See, sometimes God have to send tragedies in our lives to flush out all the stuff. See, see anybody can handle being broke. Let me say that again. Because some of the most humblest people there are are those who have who have nothing. 
But how do you handle when you have a whole lot? How do you handle when you have money in the bank and you got fine clothes to wear, a nice house to live in? How do you handle the prosperity of God? Job thought that Satan thought that Job was just like us, a lot of us. See, the devil think we just worshiping God for what we can get. A lot of people think I'm just preaching for the money. So every time he go, he's just preaching for the money. Yeah, sure. If you believe that, I got some seafront land I'll sell you in South Dakota. You think I'm just preaching for the money? Start preaching. Amen. Amen. How many rich preachers do you know? <laughs> got real quiet right now. Okay, let me finish my son. See, you always got some, you always got some folk around the church. Whoever the preacher does, always for the money. You know, it could be just because I love Jesus. Yeah. See, I mean, that's the real reason. You see, I didn't start off pastoring a large church like this. I started off with about twenty-five members making forty dollars every other Sunday. My wife and I and our children and our 66 Fairlane 504 just went there because I fell in love with you. I had a relationship with Jesus and Satan tried and is still trying to kill me and you. So when Harvey came in Job life, you read all of Job had money. He wasn't broke. He had some serious bank. He made Job and Oprah, Warren Buffett, all that crowd look welfare recipients and devil said do this look what said take everything he got God boom so they had hit him on then all ten of his children excuse me for being personal let me tell you what see we don't we don't plan on bearing our children but you think about all ten at one time, there was 10 obituaries that had to be written. There was 10 eulogies. There was 10 graves that had to be dug at one time. Some people lose a loved one. They stop coming to church. You're not, you're not developed enough. Some people, something happened. They stop coming. Look at Job. If you, let me tell you. I'm, in, I'm about to read a close another sermon. Let me tell you how you survive Harvey. How you survive the unexpected curves of life. Joe give us right here the blueprint. Look, he got the word. Now, if I was trying to make this much more contemporary, I say he got a Twitter or he got an email or e-blast. Anyway, go. He got the news. Everything he had gone. All ten of his children, day. I want you to see here. I want you to see the difference between surviving Harvey and just being a victim because you got a lot of folk they stay in the storm so long that they start singing the blues and they become satisfied being a victim but I want to tell you today there is good news there's victorious news right here in text look what Job did how do you survive Harvey pastor how do you survive losing everything everything you got gone Job give it right here look what Job did Job arose shaved his head as a sign of, of, of repentance fell on the ground and worship that's the key somebody say worship 
both individually and collectively. That's why the devil keep trying to keep folk from coming to the gathering because the devil knows the power of worship. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Satan is jealous of our worship. Matthew chapter 4, Satan come to Jesus and say, I'll give you all this if you bow down and worship me. Satan is jealous because there's power in our worship. Don't let nobody fool you. Individual worship or collective worship. There's power in worship. We worship God for who he is. And we praise God for what he has done. Thank you, Sister William. Rejoice. Nothing else. He woke me up this morning. That's enough right now. Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. Job worshiped God. That made the death. He worshiped God. Fell on the ground. Worshiped God. And then he made a positive confession. Look what he said. He said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return. In other words, you ain't taking nothing with you. Amen. Look how many folk miss church. How many people go crazy trying to gather stuff. Some of y'all got stuff. I know some people got stuff in the house. Got two or three storage houses full of. And you ain't taking none of it with you. Amen. You, you're trying to hold on. That's why some of y'all don't give. Because you're trying to keep your little money to buy you some more. And you ain't taking none of your with you. <laughs> See those people last week, they forgot about their and got themselves on that boat to save themselves because you ain't taking none of your with you. <laughs> Job said, naked I came out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. Did a one time a man, rich man, dying. He said, When I die, I want you to cut uh, two holes in both sides of the coffin and stick my hands out of both sides. And they said, Why? He said, I want to show the world I bought nothing into the world and I'm taking nothing out. Job made that confession. But then look, he said, He said, The Lord give it. And the Lord has taken away. The Lord did it. Amen. Whatever, whatever happens to us. You can see, if Satan had sovereignty in our lives, he would have killed us before we got saved. Satan can't do nothing in the life of a child of God but what God allows him to do. If they, if they ever had his way, he'd kill all of us right now. But God has his hands around us. So what's the good news in all of this, Reverend? I want to let you know that you can survive. Harvey, when you read all of Job, Job 42 and 10, God restored everything. Somebody say everything. If you do what the Lord said do and the devil come through, if you hold on to God's unchanging hand, God will restore everything. Everything the devil tried to take, God came back through and gave it to Job double. <laughs> you see that song is right. God will give you double for your trouble. <laughs> 
But you got to hang on in there. You can't, you can't give up on God. You, you can't wait till your, all your bills are paid. You can't wait until you got money in the bank. You got to learn how to bless God in the middle of your harvest. You, you got to learn how to still say, Lord, I trust you in the middle of my harvest. You got to stand up sometime when you don't feel like standing and still declare, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. You, you got to learn how to make a positive confession. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I. I trust in him and last Sunday uh-huh I've been preaching now 45 years and 45 years I've been standing and telling the people of God that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can imagine a thing I've been telling people just hold on to God's unchanging hand and God will make everything alright if you hold on don't give up I tell my brothers and sisters and you tell them in Houston and Baytown and Beaumont and all around the Golden Triangle and in Lake Charles hang on in there keep on worshiping if you don't know nothing to say just say Thank you, Jesus, for another day. You got to learn how to ask God and bless God because he didn't have to do it. It could have been me with no shoes to wear. It could have been me, no clothes on my. But I thank you, Jesus. You got to learn how when you're going through your heart, don't put on B.B. King and Lil Wayne but put on the songs of Zion the hallelujah and you got to learn I'm going to lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help my help coming from the Lord and he will turn it around if you hold on God will turn it around if you hold on he will make the joy very gonna survive you can survive hard if you stay with the Lord and God will turn it around yes he will yes he will I said yes he will yes he will yes he will you see some of us have seen some harvest before but if you stay with the Lord, He will bring you out. If you stay with God, He will restore what the locals have destroyed. If you stay with God, He will. I said, He will. I said, He will. I said, He will. I said he will.
make a way somehow. Yes, you will. Yes, no, he will. God will turn it around. That's why I don't worry about funny acting folk or funny acting weather. Because he will tell those in Houston, he will. I know you're hurting, but remember the word weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And you talking about a revival, what the devil meant for evil. When those people get their homes rebuilt, when those people get their cars back, you talking about going to church and praising God. Anybody know he will make everything all right. And you can survive your Harvey. Stay with God. Hallelujah.